You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got a great show today. Later on in the hour, is the internet going to go down again? Is it Y2K all over? We'll give you the lowdown on that. We'll also be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions, kind of like your on-air tech support, one of my favorite parts of the show. Last week, we talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming Grow Tech Conference coming up here in Whistler, B.C. We're fortunate enough this week to actually have the CEO of Dealmaker Media. They're the uh, executive producers of the Grow Conference. I've got Debbie Landa in the studio. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. So the Grow Conference up in Whistler this week coming up uh, goes for a few days. Tell the listeners what it's uh, all about. That's a great question you ask. Now, so the conference is about uh, technology, innovation, uh, entrepreneurship, and investment, and where technology is taking business. And mostly it's for people who are trying to understand what's next, right? So businesses, companies, entrepreneurs, anyone who's thinking about how technology is going to affect their business or how they can build a new company with technology and what is the trend and what's happening, which is obviously connected devices, connected home, robotics, drones, you name it. Drones. Drones. All right. We're going to see some drones up there? Yes. No, no. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. No drones. So you're saying um, anyone interested in seeing where technology is going next, obviously businesses would be very uh, interested in this, but there's kind of an investment type side to this as well. Um, You've got uh, investors coming up from Silicon Valley checking this, checking this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how this actually works, you know, when you, when you have a bunch of entrepreneurs in the technology industry, the investors flock, right? Yeah. Because they're making bets just like anyone else's. And so they, they want to come up from the valley because in the valley you see everything and you kind of get saturated, and you want to be able to find that that diamond in the rough. And so coming to a conference like this allows them to be able to see what's happening outside of the valley, which you're going to find quite a few great companies. And frankly, Canada right now is crushing it with amazing tech companies, especially in the connected device hardware space. What are some of the exciting things that you want to see at the conference? I want to see no rain. No rain. (laughs) (laughs) That would be wildly exciting to me. (laughs) Well, good luck. (laughs) Not looking so good today, but, you know, a few days might make a difference. So there's going to be some very, very cool things happening. In the the main uh, foyer area, there's going to be all these amazing lounges set up showcasing a lot of the cool hardware technology like Jawbone and Misfit. And these are all the activity trackers and... Uh, one of the big hardware manufacturers from the Valley called Flextronics is actually coming up, and they're going to have a big showcase there where people can come in and learn about how to build hardware, um, talk to some of the companies, and in fact, some of their companies that they make product for are Canadian companies like Recon and Ohm Signal. So these guys are all going to be there talking about how do you do it, how do you build for the future kind of thing. Wearable technology, uh, very big this year. You know, we were down in Las Vegas uh, earlier this year, and uh, that was a huge theme, and and obviously we'll be seeing a lot more of that here. You went to CES. Yes. Yes. Yeah, mind-blowing, right? Do you go uh, as well? I can't. I hate crowds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you definitely don't want to be there. No, I can't. 150,000 techies that come to Las Vegas for one week to see basically. It's too much. It it is overwhelming. Yeah, it's visual overload. Exactly. So... Grow, one of the things I really like about Grow, and I've been going for since 2010, 
is and that I thank you for that. Well, I, I want to thank you for putting it on <laughs> because it's just I love the fact that all you get all these big players from Silicon Valley coming into Canada and they love it here too. They just lo they absolutely love to come here. But traditionally, it was always in downtown Vancouver the conference. But it this was. year, you changed it up and decided to go into Whistler. Mm -hmm. Why is that? So I always like to change things to keep myself inspired. But it was, I know this sounds boring, but it was actually just sort of a suggestion to me. They said, you know, Deb, you always go up to Whistler after the conference. Why don't you move it up there? And I thought, I don't know. It didn't occur to me. So when I went up there, uh, it was December, I kind of looked around and I, I had that epiphany because I was also seeing all the ads for CES and everything else coming up. And I thought, wait a minute, if wearables and connected devices and fitness trackers and everything else is this new wave and this new trend, who's their target audience? Well, it's people who are obsessed with fitness, tracking their own data, trying to have better, uh, just they're ensuring they have a better performance, better sleep, better, better everything, better health, wellness. And you look around Whistler and who are those people? Well, it's all the skiers and the snowboarders and everyone there. They are the perfect audience for this. And I thought this would be super interesting because that's my big focus this year is connected devices and wearables and fitness trackers, blah, blah, blah. And I realized this is exactly where it should be is in Whistler because there's more to the story, right? When, you, when you're a tech company, what you really think about mostly is how do you beta test your products? Yep. You want a sandbox to be able to beta test, right? And a sandbox really means like a really densely populated, small compact area with a ton of people running around and trying out different devices and trying out things. And Whistler is this three-mile radius, densely packed location that you can put wireless um, access points in all the different buildings. You should be able to have some sort of an app that you can walk around town and know where your friends are, get messages from the different restaurants, bars, clothing stores, the mountain, alerts like, oh, this run just opened. Like, I want to have all of that. And that is the best setup in the world to be able to go to Whistler and have that built out. So that's the big goal here. I had an epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have uh, a bunch of speakers up there as well. Anyone that you're looking forward to seeing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think that one of the most popular segments uh, for us is going to be the Smart Things track, which is all about Game of Homes. Uh, smart really? Things. Really? Game of Homes? <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you like that one. I know you yeah. did. <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs> so uh, Smart Things is an in-home uh, device platform that just got acquired by Samsung, who oh. also acquired, who is now going up against Apple, who acquired Nest. Right? Sorry. No, that was Google. Google acquired Google. Nest. Nest. Yeah. Apple has its own in-home. HomeKit. HomeKit. Home Thank look, you. Look Good at job. me, huh? Woo! Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so these are going to be the three people who, companies who are going to be competing, right? And so that to me is probably going to be one of the more popular things. Especially now that we just found out that Samsung acquired smart things and they have their appliances. They even mm -hmm. have connected fridges. So like you said, there's going to be a big race for the home now. You have Google. Apple and Samsung all mm -hmm. trying to make the standard for the future connected home. Absolutely. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that is going to be one of the hottest topics uh, up at Grove this next week. Absolutely. And we have Facebook on that same panel. And what's interesting is Facebook, I actually think, is going to be powering that connection because they're the ones, when you can connect to an app through Facebook, you're now giving out your demographic information, yeah. which allows 
the companies to be able to collect that data to understand how to better serve their customers. So any app who wants to build with that, I think that's going to be super interesting because then is SmartThings going to be the new app store for the home? Uh, it could be very mm-hmm. well. Yes. So Facebook's going to be up there. Yeah. we so got if Facebook you, If and you want Java. to talk to them about Messenger, you know where to go now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to ask them, why did you separate the, the Messenger app outside of Facebook? Because that was – <laughs> it is, and a lot of people, um, you know, are mad about it. But you know, Facebook is so big that if there's any company that can do that and get away with it, it's Facebook. Are we going to see 3D printing, like an actual printer? Yeah, this year at the Grow Conference. I can't remember if someone's actually going to bring one or not. There okay. might be, but there's a lot of 3D printed items that will be there. Okay, because that's how you prototype the hardware. Yep, exactly, exactly. And and how much is it to go to this conference? I have to be honest. Yeah, we're sold out. You're sold out, <laughs> really? Yes. Oh wow, that's that's great. As of uh, I think an hour ago. Wow. It, it we were down to like mm, eleven tickets or something. But we it's, can we can go right. Oh oh. I sure hope they put you on the guest list. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I I think Andy's on tickets. that guest list uh, every year. Yes, yes. I I make sure I go. Uh, I think I've gone to all the grow conferences. Have you really? Since, yeah. What's your favorite part? Uh, I like the after parties, to tell you the truth. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it's like you have these investors, you have these startups, and you have yeah. someone like me who's talking to both of them. Yeah. And so I'm mingling, and I'm introducing, like, you need to talk to this guy. Yeah. And, and I, I just have a, a great time with the, the networking. You know what I think is super interesting this year? I've seen the demographic change a little bit. It's getting a little more sophisticated, the type of attendees. But this year specifically, I cannot believe how many executives from Target are coming out really? to this and staples these guys because staples by the way on the connected home story staples has a deal with a company called zone off also trying to own the home right yeah so everyone is trying no staples zone off home depot no <laughs> staples is is staples does have a connected home thing going that's so. zone off yeah and i think home depot might be revolve i don't know there's well, too many people everyone's vying for our homes right now yeah so insane Exactly. Well, um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find out more information? GrowConf, C-O-N-F dot com. That was Debbie Landa, CEO of Dealmaker Media. They're the folks that put on the Grow Conference every year here in Vancouver, this year up in Whistler. Uh, I guess it's sold out. So if you've got uh, tickets to go, I'm sure you'll have a great time. When we come back from the break, is the internet going to collapse? Is it Y2K all over again? Well, we'll give you the details on that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. People we work with, clients, vendors, co-workers, aren't always in the same office, city, or even country. We need to be able to meet, collaborate, to get things done, but communicating via phone, email alone is not always enough. Travel is expensive, and with traffic, even commuting across town takes up so much time. That's why millions of professionals rely on Citrix, GoToMeeting, and you should too. Just sign up at gotomeeting.ca and launch your first meeting in seconds. Your team can join from their computer or with the GoToMeeting app on their smartphone or tablet. Now, they'll see your screen on their screen, so you can collaborate in real time. Turn on webcams to see each other in HD video conferencing. GoToMeeting allows you to engage and connect as if you're in the same room, something that we use all the time in my company. Love the fact that I can even use it on my iPad when I'm on the road. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting. Visit gotomeeting.ca today. That's gotomeeting.ca for your free 30-day trial. You're back with 
Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Just talked to the uh, folks over at the Grow Conference coming up here in Whistler this week. Sold out. I guess that's a good sign. Don't forget, later on in the hour, we will be going open line, taking your calls and questions, kind of like your on-air tech support. can also help you uh, with buying advice as well. Back to school is uh, coming up. Great time to uh, get deals on laptops, tablets, smartphones, and much, much more. Also got Christina Suenova in the studio today. She'll be uh, giving us uh, App of the Week uh, later on in the hour. Looking forward uh, to that. Don't know if you read some of the uh, the news, uh, Christina. One of the uh, big car companies, Daimler, they're actually uh, looking at uh, potentially uh, banning email when employees go on vacation. So you will actually have the choice, if you're going on vacation, to have your email redirected so you, you can't get it. Well, that's kind of nice because then you don't have to come back to, you know, an inbox with thousands of emails in it. I know. I, I guess this with technology nowadays, and I'm guilty of this. Whenever I'm on vacation, I've got my smartphone with me. Uh, even when I was down in Mexico earlier this year, I had that uh, crazy little device and checking all my emails. I don't know if you could ever truly go offline, Mike. You're always checking and... I think you'd probably get some anxiety if you had to like fully disconnect. But one thing I like about... I get the shakes. I do. <laughs> they do? Yeah. One thing I like um, to do, especially when I'm on, on holidays, is take the time. Like if you have a layover, say, uh, and you have to wait a couple hours at the airport, it's a yeah. perfect time to catch up on, on emails and such. But Yeah, build up your anxiety of all the things you're missing at work, right? Well, at least you can reduce your anxiety when you get back because you don't have as, as an inbox as full as, as it was when you first... Uh, when, when you left, if you turned everything off. But I do see the whole work work balance uh, in play when you're on vacation. So I, I do think it's good to disconnect every once in a while. That's why I go camping because there is no – well, I was going to say there is no Wi-Fi on camping parks, but they are now. They are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though uh, I, I love camping, uh, we got a little uh, tent trailer, um, most of the campsites we go to, there's Internet access. Uh, the only one um, that gives me the shakes is like up at Manning Park. There is no cell service, internet access up there whatsoever. And that and it's weird. It is really weird. It feels weird. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, even if like you don't bring your, you forget your phone at home and you're just walking around, you don't have it. A lot of people get that anxiety now. You know that what do they call it? Nomophobia. No yep. more phone. Yep. The the anxiety that you get when you're disconnected from your phone. So it's uh Times are changing. It, it's weird, though. Uh, I was talking with Jill Bennett this morning uh, earlier on her show about this. And, you know, I'm old enough to remember when I used to go on vacation. Um, there was no computers or email. And there weren't even cell phones. If you wanted to reach someone, the hotel you were at had to have, you know, a phone in the room. How did we possibly manage? <laughs> I don't know. It, no, it was weird. Like, I mean, but that's just the way it was back then. And yeah. then slowly all these devices started creeping into our lives, and we're just like, we're tethered all together now. You can't escape it. Well, not only that, when you're on vacation, a lot of people take photos and post them on Facebook. So they're yeah. sharing their vacation while they're there they're, at the same while time. While they're on vacation. Yes, yes. Our uh, cameraman, Wes, who's uh, in Europe right now, we're pretty much following all his steps because he's taking pictures and posting them online for us. I to know. See. I like the one post he had. Um, they're, I guess, in s southern France and this beautiful picture of the ocean, the Mediterranean, and they're like, we may never come back. And I'm like, oh, you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. <laughs> Be careful what you post, Wes. Uh, this is another interesting story. Um, if you remember back to uh, 
uh, the turn of the century, so to speak, uh, Y2K. Huge fear that uh, the Y2K bug, uh, you know, when everything turned over to the year 2000, would uh, bring down all the computers and, and networks because uh, computers back at that time hadn't really adequately uh, been prepared for the change. Uh, we Now we're looking at something very similar, but for routers. Yes, that's right. There's still a lot of these old legacy routers that are still being used today. And routers are these devices that route internet traffic. Exactly. So every house, if you, if you think about your house, you have your modem, which brings in the internet connection, and then you use your router, which creates that Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, so, to, to share all that traffic. So there's a, a whole batch of these old routers that a lot of companies are still using, especially for their servers. And they're full because they think they can only handle certain uh, paths. What's it called? The, the uh, Routing paths. So uh, these old ones uh, could only handle or were programmed to handle up to 512,000 of these of these routing paths. And uh, apparently uh, we've uh, blown through that now on the Internet. Exactly. So a lot of people or some people were experiencing uh, the inability to access the Internet. I know back in the U.K., some people were trying to go onto eBay and they couldn't get onto it. And it's because of these old routers. Now, this was avoidable. This was completely avoidable, but nobody really thought about it until it actually happened. So you have all these companies right now who are updating these routers to make sure that uh, the routing tables inside there can handle the size of the Internet as we know it right now because it's getting big and it's getting bigger Every single day. You think of all the data farms around the world that are storing so much more information. It don't, you almost wonder, like, is this sustainable? Can we have these server farms just keep, you know, being Well, built? you know, technology always, uh, you know, with processing power, it always doubles every two and a half years. Um, you know, storage is going to continue to double. They're always coming out with new technologies to store even more information and more efficiently. So I think for the... Uh, the near future, yes. Did you know that they're making these server farms now way up north where it's really, really cold because that's going to help the um, the life of all these uh, servers? Yeah. So, so And reduce the uh, energy costs, I believe, as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they're like building these huge farms way up north where it's pretty much like just ice out there. And um, it's powering the entire internet now. Even from, Facebook, I know, is from the that. north. From the north, yes. Quickly, uh, we've got a minute left here before the break. I'm going to give out the phone numbers, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, 1-877-399-9898. I'm surprised how many people listen online now from across Canada and down into the U.S. as well. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We want to hear from you. We want to uh, help you with any of your tech support issues or if you want some buying advice for back-to-school gear, we can help you out with that uh, as well. 604-280-9898. 1-877-399-9898. When we come back from the break, we'll take your calls, and Andy will give you the lowdown on the contest this week. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. So that's... You're back. Pardon Mike me. and Andy here in studio. We're going to go open line here and Get Connected now. 604-280-9898. If you're long distance... We've got a toll-free number for you, 1-877-399-9898. Taking your tech calls and questions. Before we get to the callers, Andy, what are we giving away this week? Great prize this week, something I know both of us have used. We're giving away the SanDisk Connect wireless flash drive. I love this thing. This thing is amazing. It looks like your typical flash drive, USB flash drive, that you would store content on, except this one creates a Wi-Fi signal, and you can access all your files 
directly off that that Wi-Fi. So basically, what happens is, say you put all your music and movies onto this flash drive, and you're, I don't know, um, taking a, a long road trip with the kids. If the kids have smartphones and tablets, you can have they can all play movies off this little flash drive because it's creating a little Wi-Fi network. I used it on a plane trip on our vacation. So I loaded a bunch of movies on it, and the kids were able to access all those movies uh, wirelessly on their tablets and their laptops. Yeah, I think it's up to five different people can yeah. access it from that one thing. And what's really great about it is that um, it's basically you don't need to buy like an iPad with – 64 gigs or 32 gigs. You can get a 16 gig and then get one of these, which is up to 64 gigabytes, yeah. and put all that contact, and then you just keep it with you. It can fit in your pocket. And I used it on a, on a plane trip as well, and it works fabulously. Go to our website to enter the SanDisk Connect wireless flash drive, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest page to enter and win. Going to jump to the phone lines. we got, got, uh, looks like, Barbara from Surrey. How are you doing? Hi, good. How about you? Good, thank you. What can we do for you? Uh, I'm going to be starting uh, day trading soon, and uh, I need to get a desktop system. And I'm just wondering, should I have it made, or should I buy something uh, just uh, you know off the shelf type thing? And I need to run two screens and uh, fairly fast, and uh, yeah, to make all that money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's a great question. So, uh, looking for a desktop computer, asking whether um, uh, should buy a uh, you know pre-configured system or have one uh, made. Uh, obviously, um, benefits to both those. Obviously, the pre-made ones, all ready to go. Uh, having one made uh, is great, too, because you can put all uh, the custom stuff that you want in there. A lot of times, you get some good pricing on them as well. Exactly. You would just have to really shop around. If you're, if you're doing day trading, it's, you don't really need that much computing power, just internet access, basically. But if you do want to do the multiple monitor setup, uh, definitely look into maybe upgrading the graphics card because, of course, you can get two monitors, but you might be able to get three as well. I know a lot of gamers do that. So you might want to look into that because they just give you more real estate to uh, to do your day trading. So Yeah, London Drugs has got a, a good selection of uh, computers, uh, you know, HP and uh, Acer and what have you. So you can have a look at some of those systems. Uh, they've also got their own uh, certified data brand uh, that you can uh, customize uh, as well with uh, all the goodies that you want. But yeah, the video card's an important thing, Andy, especially uh, for day traders. They want at least two monitors. Uh, I would uh, look to see, um, you know, a lot of the good graphic cards now can handle at least three monitors. And that might be something to look at. Monitors are fairly uh, cost effective now. You can pick them up for, you know, a couple hundred bucks uh, a pop. So you could have a pretty skookum system going there. So you could do all the day trading. And then, you know, with a third monitor, you could have all your email and stuff going at the same time. And I know a lot of financial analysts use three monitor setups. It's just, it's just nice to have. You yeah. know, if two is good, three is always better. And if you really want to get super geeky, go for four. Um, but yeah so as far as the price range uh, you know several hundred dollars to you know a thousand dollars for a a desktop just depending on how much power you want in it and uh, just depending on the graphics card that uh, uh, is put in there as well so I would uh, as far as the graphics card uh, if you're looking to customize your own system uh, ATI is obviously uh, a great ATI slash AMD uh, or um, What's the other one there? NVIDIA. NVIDIA, yes. Yeah, so any of the graphics cards that have those chipsets in them will be good. And just, yeah, check with the London Drugs guys. They can tell you uh, which ones will handle, you know, how many monitors as well. Going to jump here to Gary. Hey, Gary. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, my issue right now is um, concern about iPad 
and uh, I called uh, Connection, where you have a whole bunch of photographs and movies on the iPad. They're uploaded to the iCloud, but in the event that the iPad is stolen out of the automobile, there there seems to be some conflict of information where we can't cannot download the back, the files on iCloud down onto a iMac. Um, only to another iPad, and can you clarify this? That's true, or is that just misinformation? Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, what's happening there is um, he's using iCloud and uh, I believe PhotoStream uh, as well. So, it's a great feature that basically takes all the photos and videos that you're taking with your iPad or even your iPhone, for that matter, and sends them up to the cloud for storage. And for backup. So the nice thing is you can then access all of those photos and videos from any Apple-connected device that has that enabled as well. And so he's wondering um, if he has all the stuff up there in the cloud off of his iPad and he were to lose the iPad, uh, does he have to have another new iPad to get all those back or can he see them on his iMac? No, he should, like you said, be able to do it on any uh, Apple product yeah. to get that. And basically, that's it's a great thing about the photo stream is that it does it automatically. Before, we would have to manually say, I want to store these into the cloud. But they figured out that if we make it automatically, consumers will benefit from that, especially in the case that it gets lost or stolen. Yeah. Those, those pictures are still up in the cloud. You should be able to, if you sign up and uh, log into your iCloud account on a Mac iPhone or, or another device, maybe an iPad, you should be able to get that back. And be able to access all those photos and, and videos as well. So, yeah, from my understanding, you should be able to go right across all the different uh, Apple devices yes. to get uh, access to that. You, the only challenge is just is how much storage you have. Like, you only get so much free storage from Apple. And I then think you can... they give five gigs. Yeah. And then after that, you would have to pay for an annual fee to yeah. get additional storage. But it's pretty inexpensive. Yes. Especially when it it comes to memories like photos and videos. It's very convenient, too, just to have that peace of mind knowing that your photos are are being protected up in the cloud somewhere in the case that your device breaks or gets lost or stolen. We're going to have to take another break. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls and questions. We're open line here and Get Connected, taking your tech calls, 604-280-9898. Anywhere else, long distance, toll-free number is 1-877-399-9898. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs. Here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. Do, 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 do. We're back, Mike and Andy. God, I love that theme song. <laughs> Done by you, of course. Yes. I didn't know you were so musical. Well, now you know. Yes, so many talents. We're open line here on Get Connected, 604-280-9898. Long distance, anywhere in Canada, one 877 going to jump here to Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. What can we do for you? Okay, we have a uh, uh, a large, well, uh, 42-inch high-def TV. Yep. Picture, picture is absolutely wonderful. The sound is absolutely, absolutely terrible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I'm looking now at sound, buying a sound bar. Yeah. Okay, now we're a couple of seniors. We're not audiophiles. We're not playing high-class, high-def music and stuff. We want to be able to hear what the people are saying. Yes. And uh, so so I've been looking at the different sound bars. And, and what should I really be looking for? And does London Drugs have, we're on a budget. Yeah. So a relatively, you know, in around the $200 range or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, does London Drugs have a, 
a yeah, good one? Or? Yeah, I, I haven't uh, looked at all the ones down at London Drugs. They usually have a pretty good selection in their audio-video departments. And uh, the, the thing I love about London Drugs uh, people, those guys, they know their stuff. Yeah. Like, they've been there typically for years. They don't have, like, big turnover with their... Uh, you know, their sales staff. So those guys really know what they're talking about when you go in there. Um, yeah, I think you've hit the, the nail on the head there as far as your budget and everything. Uh, I think there's a lot of great soundbar uh, packages out there in the $200 uh, range. I know we've had a look at a few uh, of them as well, like a Sony one. Yeah, well, we have uh, in our studio right now that man cave that we built. Yes. Um, we have a, a soundbar in there. It's from Sony. I can't remember the exact model. Uh, I think that one retails though for about seven eight hundred dollars. Oh, but, whoo, is it amazing? It the sound is just fantastic, and it also has it's Bluetooth enabled. So if you have a smartphone or tablet, you can play music directly from your phone onto the soundbar. In addition to hooking it to your TV, another good soundbar out there that I know that you have, Mike, is the Play Bar by Sonos. Yes, and that is another fantastic one. But I think again, that's in the gets up there seven yeah. seven hundred dollar range. Yeah, I would I would look at. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of packages I know in the two hundred dollar price range. Uh, I would look at ones that uh, that have like a subwoofer. Yeah, uh, packaged with it as well. So the subwoofer does the bass. You know, kind of the boom boom boom. And yes, I know you're not listening to a lot of hip hop music and, and rap music, but honestly, you know, when you're watching, you know, your your TV shows and and movies and stuff like that, that uh, that subwoofer adds a whole other dimension uh, to the the sound. It really enriches what you're you're listening to. So uh, I would really recommend looking for a package that has both the soundbar uh, and that uh, that subwoofer as well. Yes, and if you're looking for a budget friendly soundbar, look look into Sharp. I know they have some that are 500 and under. Yeah. Um, and it, it sounds really good, and it does have a subwoofer, as you mentioned. And the great thing about these soundbars is they're nice and thin. Like years ago, you know, everybody would try to get these big, big speakers for their living rooms, but everything's now is more compact, and and uh, some soundbars out there that they have right now are fantastic looking, and they don't take much real estate on in front of your TV. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, you know I've got a couple rooms where I've got like some big TVs, uh, and I've got the one main room. I've got you know the big TV there, and I've got a really surround sound system going and then in the uh the front room i've got you know a, a nice 50 inch tv and i've got a sound bar in there i almost like listening and watching movies on that mm -hmm. from that sound bar the, the the sound is so good yeah you make a good point like the picture quality is one thing but if you can match it with great sound you're just going to want to stay home and watch movies rather than have to go to the big theaters yeah so tom uh, go down to one of the uh, london drugs those guys are awesome uh so uh, andy mentioned sharp i know samsung uh, typically has some some packages as well where they have the sound bar and uh, a subwoofer. I think uh, Panasonic uh, they've got stuff too. So um, yeah, they've usually got some uh, good deals going down there. And especially as you get into the fall here, uh, great time to look at buying something something like that. Phone numbers again. We're open line here on Get Connected six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. Long distance one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. Malcolm, how you doing? Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, quick question. Should I be buying a BlackBerry Passport, and shouldn't BlackBerry be in Silicon Valley? Well, some questions there. BlackBerry obviously had a few challenges over the past few years. Uh, they've got a new CEO that's trying to turn the company around. Uh, they're looking at releasing a new BlackBerry device called the Passport. And, Andy, try to explain what this thing is all about. I can say it in one word. Square. It is a it's, square it's to be phone. Square. Yeah, it's a perfectly square phone. So whether you're in portrait or landscape mode, it's the same thing. I, 
I don't know why they came up with this phone. It looks kind of weird. I can't imagine putting it into your pocket because it's really a perfect little square. They are trying to attract business users with this because that was their their typical fan base. Um, I don't know if it's going to resonate. We haven't had a chance to try it out ourselves, but uh, I hope to do so in the in the near future. And for Malcolm's question about why isn't BlackBerry in Silicon Valley, well, it, it was one of the biggest Canadian tech stories um, and companies coming out of Waterloo. And so that's really where their home base is. And um, I think they're going to stay there. I don't, I don't anticipate Yeah, there's a lot moving. of great talent there as far as engineers and software developers. So, um, And I know BlackBerry actually has offices around the world. So probably even have an office down in Silicon Valley. I don't know for sure. But uh, in, in most of the major tech centers, they've got uh, some people as well. So the Passport phone, a square phone, square screen. Uh, I think the idea behind that is that it's better for looking at things like spreadsheets and numbers. Uh, uh, you can actually see more on the screen, but will people take to a square phone? And is it, is it too gimmicky? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but I, don't, I wouldn't put my money on it. You take uh, one more call here before the break. We've got Susan on the line. Hey, Susan. Well, hi. Hi, guys. Um, I was wondering if you had a recommendation of how I could watch movies on our phone. On a phone? Uh, what kind of a, a boat? Yeah. What? Uh, sorry, an iPhone? A boat. Oh, a boat. Oh, okay. Uh, great, great question. Um, so, like, uh, yeah. So, I actually have a friend, uh, Hormos. Uh, he has a, a large boat that he travels around in. So, there's two things he does. He's uh, uh, got a satellite dish, and you can get special satellite dishes for boats that can pull in, uh, you know, satellite TV signals. Uh, obviously, with a subscription. Um, he also uh, brings along uh, a little Western Digital uh, movie player, mm-hmm. and you can get these down at London Drugs um, from Western Digital. They're in about the hundred dollar range, and they'll plug into any TV with like an HDMI connection, so that gives the video and the sound. And typically, the larger boats will have uh, a TV in there somewhere, and, and then you basically plug in a USB hard drive that has all your content on it. So uh, any of the uh, the movies and, and TV shows that you can download off the internet, uh, basically this little device should be able to play them. And if you have a, a mobile device like a smartphone or tablet that you're taking with you on the boat, I'd recommend our prize this week, the SanDisk Connect Wireless Flash Drive. Uh, you can put all your movies onto this flash drive, and then it's going to create its own Wi-Fi network so you don't actually need to be in an internet uh, connectivity Basically, it'll create its own Wi-Fi network, and you connect to it just like you would any Wi-Fi network, and then you can stream all of those movies and music directly off the USB flash drive right onto your mobile device. When we come back from the break, App of the Week with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the week, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. Thanks for coming in the studio. What do you got? Uh, today, I have an Android app for taking selfies. So this lets you take selfies with your rear-facing camera. So that thing that no one can really accomplish because who can reach their button once they're facing the phone the other way? I'm pretty good at it, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, practice makes perfect, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike takes a lot of selfies. <laughs> no, okay. Keep going, keep going. Okay, so basically it detects your face um, while you're, you're holding the, the phone out and it directs you to move the phone right or left. Um, and then once it has you in perfectly centered, it'll say, say cheese yeah. and then it'll snap the photo automatically. That is very interesting. And what's it called? Yeah. It's called Smart Selfie. 
smart selfie. Some marketing, some mar- marketing geniuses <laughs> behind that one. I know. So this is interesting. So uh, selfies, basically taking a picture of yourself, huge. Um, and this can be troubling for some because uh, most smartphones have two cameras. They've got one on the back, which is the good one. And they've got one on the front as well. So a lot of people, because um, they want to actually see and line up their face, they, they use the front camera. Uh, but the quality on that is typically not that great and, and typically doesn't have a flash either. And the selfie community demands better quality. So. Well, it's all about quality, Andy, right? <laughs> it is all about quality, especially like if you're Ellen DeGeneres at, you know, the awards taking ussies with all these celebrities. You Did want... you just call it an ussie? Yes, it's an ussie, Mike. That's it's the a... new thing. Oh, my God. I it's the group selfie. An ussie. An ussie. Is that new? Or am <laughs> yes. I just... Is that, yes? Did you just make yeah. that up? No, I did not just make no, it no. up. No, that's it's a, a thing. Yeah. Instead of a wheezy. Yeah. <laughs> wheezy. I, just, I just coined that term. The wheezy. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. There's a Jefferson's... I don't know if that will catch. Jefferson's thing in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But I got to say, Christina, I really enjoyed uh, during the break watching you take a selfie with this smart selfie okay, app. Okay, uh, we were watching, yes, because she was trying this app out on uh, yeah. Lindsay Smith here in the studio, too, with her uh, her gigantic uh, Samsung Galaxy. phone. Uh, no. Yeah, took two her two hands to actually hold this thing up. <laughs> um, I swear to God, it. Uh, I think it took about half an hour for you to actually get a selfie. Yeah, I think it, there's a bit I of a... I could have taken, like, honestly, about 100 selfies the old-fashioned mic way. Well, I think there's a bit of a learning curve in getting the settings set up all perfectly. Yeah. Um, but once you get it, I think it turned out pretty good. Yeah. Except that I'm not wearing any makeup and it's Saturday morning and I'm tired, but... <laughs> Don't they have a filter, like a makeup filter in the yeah. selfie? There should be one in there. <laughs> Black and white sepia, cloudy kind of filter. <laughs> the contest one more time, Andy. We're giving away the SanDisk Connect wireless flash drive. This allows you to basically stream music, movies, and and more from the flash drive right to your mobile device. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win and see what it looks like. www.getconnectedmedia.com. Thanks to Christina for App of the Week, Andy Barrar, my co-host and producer, and all the other folks that help put Get Connected together. Mike, Andy, Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.